and it's like you, you know playing playing a festival you're uh, you don't have time to like sound check and we have a lot of equipment i mean we have like three synthesizers uh, some ipads to do the samples and stuff and everything had to work so we i remember on <laughs> on the camping we were like uh what is it called duct tape okay we yeah. duct tape everything on a camping table just connected it before just yeah. throw it on the stage and, and hope that work so <laughs> yeah it was uh, uh, it was intense it was Welcome to the 65th episode of the Cassidens Creation. I'm your host, Chris Deering. This is the show where I interview bands and public figures from the MathCore and MathCore adjacent communities. If you beautiful people in chat have any questions or comments, feel free to drop them and I'll try to read them aloud. If you'd like this up for five bucks, you get access to some exclusive emotes as well as access to the interviews before they hit YouTube and uh, streaming platforms. If you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this in your car and have no idea what I'm talking about, the show is first shown live on Twitch. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at twitch.tv slash the Cassidens Creation for the live cast. With that out of the way, let me introduce our guest tonight who dropped their new album, Fedra, back in uh, January through Moment of Collapse Records. Welcome in Suffocate for fuck's sake. How's it going, guys? Thank you. Nice. That's cool. Thank you. Did Thanks I pronounce the album correctly or, or not? Uh, Fedra. You may Fira. say it in, yeah. Yeah. All I think right. it's cool. <laughs> Nailed it. So tell us who you are, what you do in the band. Should I ask? I guess yeah, I'll start well, with, with Daniel. I guess we'll start with Daniel. Yeah. Well, uh, man, I do. Uh, I'm the ambient guy, if you can call it that. Uh, so I do uh, mostly live. I do the the synthesizers and some skate guitars and uh, mixing the samples and stuff. So that's my part. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jonathan and I do vocals only. All righty. More streamlined. Um. So. I've been seeing different... Uh, it's hard to track down an actual lineup of you guys, right? So, Rate Your Music says there's four people. Uh, your email was... Uh, so, I, I know we have, like, two people here, and email is mentioning your drummer, and then I've seen a video where there's six people. So, how many people are actually in the band? Oh, shit. I haven't counted. Uh, but I guess we... <laughs> one guy on drums, uh, and two on guitars, and me on guitars as well, some synthesizers. Jonathan on voice and Yui and a bass man. So we should be like seven. <laughs> All right. Yeah, seven. It should be. Yep. Two synth, two guitars, bass, drum, vocals. Yeah, seven. Yeah. Should be. Okay. Well, uh, so you're a huge band now, but I believe you guys started with just a two man project. Is that correct? Oh, it was more like, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, Call it a project. Uh, we were never like counting, but I guess me and Tommy was uh, Tommy's the top head, the creative dude in the band. Um, uh, we started out in 2004 with a uh, with another drummer, and uh, yeah, I guess it started with mostly him, but uh, me adding like uh, the ambience as well, and we kind of st stuck along with that, and um, yeah, so we we don't have like. A regular uh, setup. Okay. If you see what I mean. Okay. Um, how'd you guys end up getting together? Oh well, uh, me and Tommy met up. Well, actually, well, uh, he he signed me on his label, and uh, we. Uh, I should. Uh, I recorded a solo album, uh, and uh, during that process, uh, I guess something else uh, took along. 
and uh, it was to suffocate for fuck's sake. Um, so that's that's how it started. Uh, and he's more from he's, he's from the he's more from the stage. He's like into this core uh, and metal. And I was like, oh, okay, I, I listened a lot to Breach, but I was most mostly like a post rock guy. Uh, so we kind of mixed that together uh, and came up with something. The seed of Suffocate. Okay, well, how did you guys meet? Like, y'all just knew each other in the scene, or...? No, oh, uh, he actually... F my connection, my personal connection to Tommy was uh, when he uh, listened to my... I, I think it was like MySpace or mp3.com. Uh, no, a long time if ago. If you remember, long yeah, time ago. I'm old. We are old. <laughs> Dude, um, I'm old as hell too, man. <laughs> <laughs> so it, uh, he, it was listening to, to my demo songs, and he was like, "Oh, cool, uh, maybe." And he had this like indie kind of label. Then, actually, that's uh, it was called Monotone Records. Uh, there's uh, also when we met up with the drummer and uh, the former singer. Uh, of Suffocate. So um, he had this like independent uh, do-it-yourself label and he released uh, my album and he released the, drum the drummer's band's album as well. So it was kind of there in, the, in that moment as, uh, was it? No, not moment of monotone records uh, kind of uh, pop. Okay, okay. so that. you guys met each other because y'all were on the same label then? Yeah. Okay. Basically. Um, so you guys dropped your first EP in 2004, uh, then you did a uh, uh, your debut album, There's a War Going... Oh, no, what was it? Blazing Fires and Helicopters on the front page of the newspaper. There's a war going on and I'm marching in heavy boots. Hell of a title right there. But uh, <laughs> I, I didn't realize it. My first uh, introduction to you guys is actually this album. So I didn't realize that like how far back your catalog actually went and that your debut is actually a really big album. Like uh, According to Rate Your Music and stuff, it seems like this was the thing that really put you guys on the map. Uh, what was it like releasing such a big album back in 2008? Uh, well, the thing is, I mean... We released our first EP, uh, and that was more like a. It was fun to create this kind of mix. I mean, uh, we tried to like bring two contrasty sides together um, uh, with Hans, the the first EP, and then um, with it, it, it did actually work, and we were trying to like discover it more, and so we just recorded it and. Uh, Thought it was a, it's a cool album, and then after a couple of months, uh, I guess it was uh, Escacha Records, some kind of label dude in Mexico, who wanted to release it. In Mexico, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, the thing is, we we kind of dropped it. We we did we moved on with other projects and started up other bands, and I mean, uh, life happens. And then it grew uh, without our actual knowledge. So it was. It was huger than we thought. Okay, okay. Cool. Because I was going to say, there was an eight-year gap between this and the next album. So yeah. you guys just stopped, and then you realized people were into it, and you're like, ah, I might as well make another record. Is, is that essentially yeah. it? Okay, yeah. okay. Pretty easy. Um, yeah. Jonathan, were you aware of them back when they dropped their debut and stuff? Uh, no, not uh, not uh, when the, uh, the EP or Blazing got released. Though I found Bla uh, Blazing Fires... Uh, prior to In My Blood. Hmm. Uh, and I remember like the first time I heard Blazing Fires, um, I thought it was like a, this masterpiece of an album. I still think it is like a, a real masterpiece of an album. Uh, 
really like cool vibe and yeah yeah it was yeah listen to it <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, nothing like uh, something else like yeah it's cool to hear yeah <laughs> well, I mean, uh, the, it was uh, some some kind of edgy thing i think it had something and it uh, kind of grew on us as well i mean we we found our kind of style in it so it was a cool cool journey journey for us uh, more than we than we thought that we maybe released something that could be something huge it was more like a, a process for us uh, a creative process yeah and, and it feels like um, like the thing with uh, to like have the samples so up forth or like up front i think i'm trying to say uh that felt pretty fresh in a way like something that it has probably been done sometime but i, I had like i hadn't uh, heard anything like it when i heard it right i uh, still haven't heard anything like it like when i heard uh feeder i was just like what the fuck dude, this is amazing yeah. <laughs> uh we're definitely gonna be delving deeper into your sound i just wanted to go through a little bit of the history to get it set up here yeah. uh in the chat it was rng lmao says amazing band favorite album is blazing fires so it's still still a big one for you guys um yeah. You dropped your second album, In My Blood, in 2016, and it looks like you got picked up by Moment of Collapse Records the next year, and they re reissued all your releases on vinyl. How did you get hooked up with Moment of Collapse? Oh, I guess uh, Tommy, um, uh, the band dad, uh, or <laughs> whatever you dad. call him. Um, <laughs> now, he moved to, to Hamburg uh, from Stockholm, um, and Hans, the, the record Hans, uh, was, uh, was a Stockholm project. And uh, during the, the gap between uh, 2006, uh, or was it? Not 2004, I guess. And uh, after the, the Blazing Fires, then he moved to Germany. Um, and, I mean, he moved from, from Sweden to another country. Uh, thing happened. And he met up with his guys, I guess. Uh, I think it's an internet thing. And I don't really know, for sure. <laughs> but... Uh, the cool thing, the, the guys, um, actually, the, the guys in the, from the record company plays in the band now, so. Oh, okay. That's, uh, uh, that's how we do it. We, we move through, like, uh, small do-it-yourself record companies to, to get, get along. Right, right. Get a, get a member from the record label into your band and uh, then get released on them. I see. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, when you say that, yeah, that sounds... <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not that. Way. No, 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 it's great. It's great. It's great. Uh, so now you guys have dropped your newest album, Fira, and uh, you got 10k streams on release day. That's fucking amazing. Like a lot of big label bands can't even hit that. So like that's awesome. You guys are doing really good. Yeah, it's like really, really cool that people like the album and yeah. take the time to listen to the music. Oh yeah, man. Uh, so what's different this time around on on this newest album? Aside from Jonathan oh. joining, right? Because Jonathan's your first time on the rec on a record, right? Yes, exactly. Um, uh, I'd say like one big uh, like change um, is obviously like the the electronic sounding stuff. I mean, the the old releaser releases had uh, a lot of like piano and stuff as well, but this one is really like focused on those uh, like. I guess like 70s synth sound. Yeah. Like really electronic sounding synths. Which feels like a like a, a red lining throughout the album. 
Yeah, and I think you're on something there. Um, the way we have uh, kind of write, wrote and produced this album is like, if you compare it to In My Blood, it, it felt intense and it was like, okay, we have this with these songs, we're going to record it. And uh, I remember when we were like in uh, Tommy's uh, cottage uh, outside uh, Stockholm uh, and recording the vocals for like, we had, we had no lyrics and we had three days. So it was like total focus. Now it's more like, um, it seems more, um, I don't know what to call it, but. Intentional? Like uh, you guys took longer on this one? No, actually not. Uh, it, it, the, okay. the recording process of In My Blood were, were like, uh, it felt it felt like, I don't know. Shalasa, please help me on that. Can you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for uh, this. Like... No, but it was, it was uh, something that you needed to like force out. So it was a heavy record um, due to the, to the concept as well. But, but this one was more like planned, structured. Uh, mm. Some yeah, kind yeah, of German more, more uh, structure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, you put a lot more thought into this one. Yeah. And we kind of combined the, the electronics and the layers of the ambience into the songs. And uh, also kind of in an early stage, uh, try to adapt what's happened in, in the interview and uh, to fix it all together. So the red thread in this one is far more, uh, what you say, uh, prominent. Hmm. Um, what, what exactly does Fira mean? Uh, four. It's, it's the, the it's Swedish, so... Swedish number of four. <laughs> so you go from like a, a two sentence long title to like, you know, just a simple like three, three word one. And now you're just like, fuck it. This is the fourth one. We'll call it four. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it was like a mind play. I, I remember when we were like, okay, what should this song be called? And I was like, one word, no more, no less, just one word. Uh, so we battled it, and um, that was a cool contrast thing. That also is like a symbolic or metaphorical for the music. So, yeah, uh, we we kind of um, downsized. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mm. So you guys are more of an, as we were saying before, you guys are a more ambient take on Screamo, incorporating aspects of post-rock and stuff into your sound. This time it's a little bit more ambient. Uh, to me, the most interesting aspect of this is the storytelling, uh, the samples of people talking and stuff. And obviously that's what like separates you guys from everybody else. I've never seen or never heard another band do that before. And it's absolutely amazing. Um, it feels like a movie, right? Like uh, your music being the perfect backdrop to this movie. And it feels like you're there and you can actually feel the emotions coming out of it like i've always heard people say oh uh you know i i can't listen to more depressive music because it makes me more depressed or like talk about how uh, music has effect effects on your emotions and stuff and i've never quite understood that until this album and i'm just like reading the lyrics along to it and it's like i don't know it's so powerful i i can't even describe it like this is absolutely one of my top albums of the year possibly number one like it's just so powerful. It's so moving. You guys are amazing. I can't. I can't believe how good this album is. Like for real. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely so amazing. Um, so, whose idea was it to put the samples in there to start with? Like at the beginning of like your sound. Oh, the beginning. Uh, from like the first records and yeah, stuff. Sure. And trying yeah, to work. Yeah. Yeah, because it's uh, such well, a, a weird thing. Yeah, we we were. Tommy and I, and mostly Tommy, uh, were kind of hooked by this um, Godspeed Black Emperor. Have you heard of 
Uh, I've heard, dude, I've never band. actually listened to them, man. I really yeah, need not... to. I really need to. Oh, you should. You should. Same thing. Man. Oh, same yeah. thing. Okay, so, good. At least yeah. I'm in good company. I'm in good company. <laughs> but they, they work. Uh, they they use a lot of kind of interview stuff and <clears throat> like poetry uh, driven music, post rock. So they have like songs that that's like 30 minutes long. So uh, it's nothing that you can listen to at uh, a coffee break. Uh, right. So, but but they they used a lot of uh, this sentence-driven music, and we thought it would be quite cool to do it like in Swedish. We are Swedes, so why not? It's a foreign language for the mass. Uh, so, and it it kind of added, as you say, it it adds some kind of dimension. Uh, but I I I can get it credit to Tommy. Uh, yeah. He oh. he were were into it, and actually, uh, we have been talking about not using it because it's just to just to um, kind of like uh, see how suffocate would be without it. Hmm. I feel like it's super in integral to your sound. I don't think you should try without it. No, no, <laughs> no. This step we took it into Fira. Uh, Fira. Uh, it's like no, we will still we will kind. Of, rather evolve it than uh, kind of reduce it so i guess we're stuck with our uh <laughs> with our uh, recipe hey it's good it's a yeah. good ass recipe man you can make that over and over again uh so are the samples written by you guys or are they like from an interview somewhere like do y'all record them <laughs> yourselves no it's uh it's from like uh, a podcast that's called uh like straight uh, like if you translate it dry directly it would be like uh, the addiction podcast yeah oh. so so the stories are like real uh and they are told from the people who who've suffered from this uh, from these uh, addictions oh interesting so, is that how it's been like on all the albums you just pull them from this podcast yeah uh no, we have not. We have. We have not uh, kind of produced anything and, or any material actually in the in the interview parts. We used talk to them and uh, if it's, is it okay if we use this and they like ah yeah do it. And this was like a, a real emotional process because those guys could be next door neighbor and uh, it was people that actually getting on with their lives. Right. So uh, it was uh, it yeah. felt uh, hard and. To do it it was so personal in some way but uh, they said yes so we ran it yeah have uh, they come back to you and said you know that like thank you for getting their story out there or anything like that if you had contact with anybody that's been on uh in the clips yeah n n not me personal but i don't think jonathan had... no uh not personal but i've seen like they have uh, like uh, they have contacted us like as a band yeah, and like uh, and like approved of the approved the album. Like, thank you for doing this, and this sounds really cool and stuff. Yeah, so I saw some comments as well on Facebook. Then uh, they they yeah. were they were thankful uh, for letting them in to the music, and we are so thankful for uh, yeah letting them okay yeah. use it. Yeah, like uh, it feels especially like when it come when it came down to to writing lyrics about it because. Like the samples are like the main story of the of the songs, but I also have to like make something. I have to like retell the story in a way, mm -hmm. like the exact same story that's being told. I have to like retell it in a way that feels uh, like I have something to, like, that complements the story. samples. 
Yeah, complements the sample and it has to make like musical sense in a way. Mm-hmm. I also feel like the lyrics could like act like a bridge for those who don't speak Swedish. Because, uh, yeah, it's in Swedish. So it's. You did speak uh, some some Swedish on this album, though. I think it was the second song, something like that. You were at a, a whole section that yeah. was in Swedish. Yeah. I had to yeah, pull exactly. Google Translate for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it, that was. Um, uh, Arvid. Visum. Oh. From, yeah, uh, yeah Arvid from uh, Visum Elskade Varandra so mycket. We all love one another so much, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, a, I think it's a quote, like, that band name is like a quote from a Bergman movie or something. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, when you say it. I think it is. I won't swear on it. <laughs> so I'll take your word for it. I'll take your yeah. word for it. Any thought of yeah. actually, like, recording samples and stuff yourselves? Like, sit down with somebody and interview them and have that in the album, like, in another album? Yeah, we've thought about it, but um, it's... Yeah, it would be a fun kind of creative input in, in the process to like, uh, as, as we speak about it earlier, trying to like, what not even do a movie? Uh, I mean, a documentary Dude, yes, or something. Yes. That would just be so cool. Uh, but um, it's, a, it's a heavy kind of process. And yeah, it would be cool. Yeah, like definitely reaching out to fans and stuff and be like, hey, you know, submit some stories. We might get you guys on the next album, something like that. I think that'd be yeah. a really cool like thing you could do with uh, with your uh, with your band. So, uh, what's the writing process like? How do you guys start it? How do you guys incorporate the samples and stuff? How do you decide all that stuff? Oh well, uh, basically we have this we have this brainstorming session uh, when we. Uh, kind of write for the music music parts uh, uh, I do it at home and uh, with Yui uh, and uh, Tommy does it in Germany and uh, with the other guys so it's more like uh, creating a kind of a Lego you know sound chunks and sound bites uh, that we kind of put it together and see if the concept works and uh, the song ideas and if the keys fits and, and uh, you know uh, so it's not like we are jamming in a rehearsal room. I guess we have like rehearsed four or five times, actually. Uh, I think we have rehearsed less than we have played live. So, so it's more, it's, 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 um, it's like personal chunks that we put together. Uh, and then we try to listen to it. Do we, what do we feel? Do we hear something? Do we see something in it? And then after that, we do a research for like how to incorporate um, this interview thing, um, the, or the spoken-driven uh, kind of Swedish uh, word, yeah, you understand, uh, and see what kind of concepts uh, that evolves. Uh, after that, uh, when we have these chunks, we're trying to incorporate the, the interview material into the songs. So that's where the kind of real kind of song stru- the structures uh, takes along. So, hmm. And it, it depends. I mean, uh, we, you can write at the sub... Uh, subway you can ride it uh, while doing your bike uh, or when you play with the kids so it's um it's a diversal process for each one yeah like i think like one thing we should fill in is that uh, we live uh, really like spread out over both mm. uh, sweden and germany mm. so there's like no way we can rehearse like uh, once every like once weeks. a week or something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's come and, and especially now with the like ongoing 
pandemic and stuff. But um, yeah, I feel like we we sent like at least for this uh, for this record, there was really like a lot of brainstorming over Dropbox basically, where you like you present some kind of idea and like hey maybe we can like build on this or like this could go with this song if we like change the the key or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the way I like I experienced it. And like when I started writing vocals, there like I think most of the songs didn't have any synths on them at all. Yeah. So there was just like long, long stretches of uh, like a repetitive um, uh, yeah, guitar-driven like, beats. guitar part. Yeah. And I was like, uh, well, this there's like. It felt like there's so much uh, space to cover, and I was like, "How the fuck am I gonna cover <laughs> yeah. all of this with with just vocals?" And then like the the synths came, and I was like, "Oh shit, there's so much melody now." And yeah, so it's pretty. I don't know. So, some some kind of uh, layered uh, kind of uh, writing procedure. Uh, yeah, a lot of like uh, like. As, as soon as we had like a solid foundation, it's just building on top of it, kind of like uh, Lego. I kind of like that uh, reference. Okay, so you guys generally go like guitar and drums, and then you come in with the keyboards, and then come in with any uh, extra uh, ambient stuff. Is that about yeah. it? Yeah. And then vocals at yeah. the end. Okay. Um, just had to catch up on chat here. Uh, Ills Winter says, so much love for you guys. Your music always felt so personal, so intense, and strangely so comforting in its own uneasiness. Would love to see you tour at some point. Congrats on Album of the Year. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and Bob Hund is saying, wondering what Daniel and Jonathan's favorite samples are. My personal favorite is from 26 and Full of Plans. And then he has Swedish on here, and I don't know how to speak Swedish, so I'm not going to speak that. But uh, yeah, what, so what are y'all's favorite samples? Uh, the, the, so the, the words, yeah, the like interview the, the samples, interviews, like. the interviews and stuff. Oh, I know, man. I, I uh, have to. Uh, should you? Yeah, you go, Jonathan. Yeah, the the best sample is uh, when uh, it's it's from Blue Lights and Sunshine, with the when she's talking about how she's uh, walking down. Uh, uh, is it Maria Gatan? Mm. Yeah, and she's talking about how the the pavement is like moving as some kind of ocean. And it's like, I guess the last sentence for those who who've only heard the Swedish word is yes, is um, uh, I don't know. I'm walking down the the pavements or something. I'm completely free, and then the music kicks. Yeah. I think that's the like one of the best parts. Well, I have, I, I like it, and, and she's so like poetic, and she has, she works with like metaphors that not metaphors. I don't know. I haven't met her. I haven't talked to her, but she speaks in a so, such a poetic kind of way. So I liked all yeah. the whole album. So, but my favorite, I guess, uh, it's it's the first one. It's Hans. Uh, that kind of intimate feeling when you talk uh, or let uh, talk uh, Hans talk. Uh, he he's an old guy, and are you talking about from the first from this album? Yeah, the first EP. Okay, first EP. The the, the first the first EP. Um, that's self-titled. Uh, but our working name was Hans uh, because the guy who's interviewed is Hans, uh, and it's it has this this kind of sentimental, timid kind of feeling 
all through the, the interview. So if you if you will, you just you have to know it in Sweden, in Swedish. So I guess it's kind of hard to tell it. Uh, but um, I like that one. Yeah, I feel like some of the. Uh... Um, like inflections in people's voices and like their emotion and stuff might not translate well like to an english-speaking audience um my favorite story in, in this though was the the gambling one like where he's talking about uh how they they get into his apartment and he's like opening up the door and stuff like it's so it's so good you guys are so good at building up like tension and releasing it um yeah the shower part and it gives me goosebumps yeah yeah uh so I would say the lyrics are one of the most important things in your sound, as we were saying. Uh, I really love the way that you deliver them too, Jonathan. Like, I guess it's your accent, but the way that the uh, syllables you enunciate or you emphasize and such in your vocals, it, it's so good. And you're such a good vocalist. It, it's awesome. I think I've been listening. To, I haven't heard all of your older stuff, but to me, you seem like the best vocalist that's been on on so far. <laughs> Thank you. I I don't know. I just did what I what I like do best or something oh, it's really good man it's so good um, thank you cool. so this album is made up of four short stories uh it's the first one's about someone's overdose the second one is about someone with absent parents the third one's about someone with a gambling addiction and the fourth one's about someone who can't control their eating eating habits uh all these are super well written like amazing storylines and uh, it's not just about like them like going through the troubles but like, how they overcome them how did you select these specific ones out of all the other... I'm sure there's a bunch of episodes that you could have pulled from from the podcast. So why did y'all select these specific ones? Well, uh, I guess, first of all, uh, those ones were, the, were those who, who actually gave us some kind of uh, acceptance that we used them. Uh, okay. I guess a lot, of, a lot uh, else as well. But it was something in... The, I would say the the red thread uh, and the the, the the diversity of uh, abuse. Uh, so it kind of felt close together, but still uh, in a totally different way. I mean, uh, yeah. So what's the yeah, thread that brings good them mix. all together? Yeah, you're saying there's a thread that bring that has them all like uh, a thing that overall a uh, uh, theme that brings them all together. What what's the theme then? Ad uh, addiction. I'd yeah. Say. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm just now seeing that. All right. Yeah, yeah. The par the mom was like an alcoholic or whatever in the second story. Yeah. So yeah, this totally makes sense. Okay. Huh. All righty. Yeah, and it's like uh, yeah. The the third one, uh, Adam has a gambling addiction. Mm -hmm. Like he he simply cannot control his gambling. Uh, and uh, the last person, Martina, she she develops uh, her like eating disorder after after having. Uh, her mom is really like, or is it no, her, her stepmom? Stepmom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, who like um, controls her in, in weird ways and like abuses her. So yeah, addiction is the like red thread of everyone. Okay. What's Maybe your like, favorite story on here? Oh, whoa! I don't know. I. Kind of hard like, like a favorite. Personally, I think I can connect the most with the, the second one, Mia. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I think. But it's kind of hard to choose. It's like they're all four really strong stories. Yeah. And it, is, isn't it? Like, it isn't just stories. It's like their life. So I don't know. I, it's kind of hard to pick. 
in a way, I feel. What do you say, Daniel? Yeah, and their stories kind of um, interact. It's 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 it is for distinct parts of the of the the album, and uh, it characterizes it so uh, good. So I, it's hard to choose. I, I can't choose, and unless you say, uh, "Damn, it's their life," can't choose. Uh, Right. Even though it's a tragic uh, story they bring, so uh, I mean, oh, okay, yeah, fair. Um, so I have, uh, well, so I can't find any information on how this was recorded, like at all. Can you tell us about the recording process? Yeah. Um, well, sorry, my kid is playing upstairs. You're good. Uh, but um, yeah, how did we do it? We, as first, uh, we, we kind of uh, com- came up with sketches um, on, uh, in, in Germany, in uh, Hamburg, the, the bunker, the rehearsal room, <laughs> where you have not been, Jonathan. Yeah, it's, it's, it is a bunker from the Second World War. It's oh, kind of a creepy environment, yeah. Uh, anywho, and so it's def- all over the place. I mean, you have, a, you have recorded the vocals in your basement or your father's basement, Jonathan? Uh, yeah, I did. I did uh, like one song in my father's basement. Uh, okay. He has a studio in in the basement, but uh, I think yeah, those were the the like um, the sketches. Yeah. Okay. But the the final album was recorded in Studio Bertelsson, which mm. uh, is a studio in Söderhamn. So I did my I did my vocals in uh, Söderhamn, where I lived at the time. And uh, I guess the rest of the stuff is recorded in Hamburg. Yeah, like, Hamburg. All the drums and guitars. Yeah, and the bass. Yeah, and the synth, uh, the synthesizers and stuff, and the ambience is like recorded wherever uh, we have been able to write it. So it's um it's an open record. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, it seems <laughs> like this would. Like, uh, I guess like uh, it. I guess the the like majority of of the songs were tracked in. Like the bunker, was yeah. It? Or uh, I don't know. I, I I wasn't there during the process when when they recorded. No, I mean, it, but, uh, no. but uh, Tommy recorded uh, the stuff, and yeah. uh, Tommy also mixed the stuff in the whatever studio we had. I yeah. Ignore. <laughs> I think it, it, the studio is his laptop. It's just my gut yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's very very do it yourself. Yeah. yeah. Seems like this sh- this was a really big undertaking. How long do you think it took to go from like writing the first riff to uh, finishing the record? Oh uh, well, this this was the actually first time we we wrote something with a uh, with a record company behind us. So this was I, I was amazed that it, uh, it the process was so quick. It was so short, and it was like distinct. We made it. So I, I will we usually like. Uh, record for two years uh, and this was very quick i mean it was like a half year ah, i'd say i'd say a year yeah from, a year from from idea to lp Jeez, yeah that's you, fast uh, maybe maybe one and a half year i'd say it, you, it's like, yeah, the album has been done for a while um prior to the to the vinyl coming out so I don't know, maybe a year yeah. from idea to finished. That's like crazy. Fin- Holy crap. And this is yeah. like your longest record too. Uh, it's like a, an hour, 15 minutes or something. 
And y'all did yeah. all this in yeah. a year? That's crazy. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of smooth. I was like, everyone was working on, on something. So it's like, you were, like one day you wake up and it's like, oh, there's a new version of this song. And then you wake up another day and it's like, oh, there's a new version of this song with like added synths and stuff. So it was like always like some kind of progression. Going. Yeah, I remember we had like this uh, Excel kind of file that we, okay, this part needs to be done. Okay, try to be, be creative for like 15 minutes and record it. We, we need to get it out. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So, so it was like, um, and that's what I mean with the record company. We have never experienced some, the, the drivenness, the drivenness. Can you say that? <laughs> we were more yeah, driven like, now. The record company is like uh, pushing it. To, yeah, like, yeah, like it's scheduled for you guys. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. still not destroying like it. Uh, I think it's, uh, it added something. It, uh, it's also added to the red thread. Hmm. Because yeah. when you write something over a longer time of period, then you start to like, uh, you know, uh, get influences from other directions and stuff. So, so it's, it's, this was more like streamlined and in the concept. Than the others so so uh this like i was saying before this is your longest record it's on two vinyl why did y'all ever consider cutting one of the stories to try to make it fit on one vinyl or is that just or did y'all just say we're doing four stories at the beginning and like that that's final we're working on four stories uh i didn't i don't think we ever like talked about ditching anything uh and i i know for a fact that to fit it on on like a one vinyl, we'd had to cut out two. Oh chapters. really? Okay, I thought you could do like twenty eight minutes on each side, and that'd be like fifty six minutes. Figured that'd be. Oh yeah, yeah, you probably could. But I don't know how you'd have to like divide the stories up and stuff like that. It might be really weird. No, I I think it's a thing for the kind. It's like um something strategic for for the theater. Uh, concept mm. just to like uh, diverse it so much that uh, that is felt almost like for EPs yeah 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 so, like, like episodes of a TV show kind of yeah that's true. so is it each side of the of a record is like a story like completely yeah okay. yeah so like uh, you don't have like when you when you open the the vinyl uh, you don't have like side a B C D you just have like the this corresponding symbol to uh, each story. Mm. So you have like the, the pill and the wine glass and the fork and the, the like casino chip on the side. So it's not really like, you don't really have to listen to it from start to finish in a way. No, no. Okay. I because... just realized that's what the symbol was that y'all y'all sent me. Is It's like the, the pill bottle and like the casino chip and stuff. Uh, little symbol you guys have on your album. I've got it like showing yeah. up on the, on the stream. So that's like yeah. it's just all four symbols put together then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Interesting. I like it. What's the upside down cross about? On the bottom. Oh, I Is think that... it's the bottom of the wine wine glass and the fork that. Uh, so it's oh. it's not no no satanic. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it just happened to be like that. Okay, I got you. I got you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Tio Cas Casdita Cas. Yo, Kadista? And in chat, anyway, someone in chat saying, uh, greetings from Puerto Rico. Thank you for the music you guys create. You guys having fans all over the place. Uh, Ills Winter says, how do you decide the concept of each album? It is really intriguing reading the details behind your albums. For example, the concept of In My Blood was uh, shocking to read and learn more about. 
I assume they're talking about sterilizing the people. Isn't that the album where that one was? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was pretty uh, fucked up. When I was reading, I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was like long into the 60s in Sweden. Uh, so, I don't know. That was... Uh, that was huge, heavy shit to, to read. Right. I remember I ordered this book uh, just to get into it, just to get to, yeah, get into the topic. I mean, uh, I didn't knew before. Um, so that was more of a more of a deep research, and uh, just to get inspiration. Uh, I mean, uh, we read a lot there. Mm. Um, if you cut it to the like blazing and uh, and this record, it's more like we we get handed and uh, get something to tell. This was more like uh, I mean for in my blood, it was more like uh, putting the story together. So it was more like a journalistic work for us uh, to do. Uh, we didn't have like a documentary or something, so we borrowed parts from there and we took it together to just to get the story straight. Mm. Is that something that, that y'all wanted to talk about, though? Is like the sterilization and stuff like that. Like to begin with, was that what you wanted to talk about, or is it just like, hey, this is a cool thing. We should, uh, you know, do something about this. No, it was uh, the phrase in my blood um, when we talked about it as, as a concept and talked about how fucked up it was. Uh, actually, I mean, uh, it's a sick thing, and I didn't knew myself um, about it before I dug into it. Mm -hmm. So it was some kind of a boot for the state of Sweden uh, or something, just to get... It felt important to tell uh, that so it's not like forgotten. Right. You would. Okay. Um, Bob Hunt in chat says uh, that they were about to ask the same question and a follow-up question to it. Uh, it seems to me your goal is to... Is, to raise the voices of people with different problems that often are not heard, uh, what kind of problem area would you like to focus on in the future? Oh, sorry. Take, uh. Uh, he was saying that it seems like your goal is to raise the voices of people with different problems that aren't often heard. What kind of problem area would you like to focus on in the future? Oh, I don't know. Would that be a spoiler? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> there you go easy way out of the question i like it it's a cool answer so just you stick with it yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know but I, I i would definitely like agree with that statement um that uh, at least i feel uh, especially like the album that i have done and like the, the past albums it has always been like about telling the stories behind the behind the album right uh, and uh, as uh, as uh, was it Bob Hund? Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. <laughs> it's a Swedish band. Um, oh, is uh, it? Like okay. he or she said, uh, it's uh, like we will probably do something about marginalized people again. That's more interesting in a way to get their stories heard. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. You have this really good message behind the music. Like, uh, yeah, it's just great. Um, so you guys got a guest on this album that sings in a couple of spots. Uh, it's a woman, but I can't find any info on who she is. Who is she? Uh, yeah, who is she? <laughs> um, I'll pass on that one. What? Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to give her credit? Of course, uh, but she... She, she has her credits uh, from us, and and she's. Uh, I, I think she's fine with just not being. Uh, oh really? Doesn't uh, want to be named. Not not to be named. Yeah. Oh, okay. All so right. it's a mystery woman. 
Okay. Yes. Well, I mean, everyone needs that, right? What? I, I guess. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all play shows, well, you will play shows, I'm sure, over uh, playing this material. Is she going to join you guys, or how's that going to work? No, I don't think so. Uh, I've actually bought a kind of... Uh, uh, as I, I do the the singing uh, uh, on the album. So I, I bought this like strange converter that makes my voice sound like a woman's. Okay. So oh, I'll try to do that pitch. live. Yeah, some kind of um, form and pitch uh, Sony oh. thing. I don't know. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but I'm nervous about doing it live though. Uh, but it could work. It could work. We'll see. You could just play her with the, like the samples and stuff like that. Like how you play those, you just play her voice. Yeah, or I just sing like I do. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, works too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, who did the artwork? We got it. We're gonna get it up on stream. Got your album cover on stream. Who did the artwork for it? Tommy, the mastermind, uh, the conceptual mastermind. Uh, Tommy in the, in the band. Okay. 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 And uh, he came up with like the symbols and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 You did. What's why He's is a graphic it designer? So. Yeah. I guess we needed some. If you look at in my blood, it was very like earthy, Tony, and uh, kind of fitted into the like uh, the stage or the scene. Uh, so purple was like okay, we need to add something more, uh, not to not not just another black album. Right. Hmm. So the purple was uh, it's it's a design piece, I think. Okay. Oh, it's good, and you have like the vinyl uh, matching it and everything. Just the way the whole package is presented, it's really cool looking. Yeah, with the blob and a splatter. I love the vinyls. Uh, so why don't y'all have like you have a lyric video, but why don't y'all have like actual videos, like dealing, uh, diving into the storyline? Like, like we were talking about a movie. It'd be so cool to have a movie with like an episode being like a story or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. a 20 minute long like video of like the whole story being played out. That would be amazing. That would be amazing, but I don't know. I don't think we've like talked about it because it we could probably like do it in a way. Dude, you could totally do it. It wouldn't take like that much work, right? Like just get some people together and film the storyline. Oh, it take work. It, it would take. Work. Yeah. I, I, I no, actually I think have no idea. <laughs> what's needed? I, I I guess we need some kind of director or something. And yeah, could probably. do a collaboration with us, and then for me personally, that would be awesome if we find this guy. Alrighty, uh, Ills Winter in chat says, "Can we get some guitar equipment info? Guitars, pedals, or amps?" Boo. Uh, yeah. Well, I I kind of know, I kind of know like some stuff. I think like the the main guitar, like the the main distorted guitar, is like a fifty one fifty and a VHT. I think they're, they're called like a pretty old like I guess it was like a budget tube amp. Well, fifty one fifty is like one of the be- better amps you can get. Yeah, for sure. It's not like uh, we didn't like uh, push it too far. It's not really that uh, distorted. Hmm. Uh, but I have literally no clue about anything else because um, yeah, I, I wasn't there when they recorded it. I think Tom is playing like a Telecaster with humbuckers in it probably i don't know okay. there was more guitars <laughs> i think like yeah. the, the bass is like an ampeg uh, svp also i'm not sure 
And he's the guy who has not been in the rehearsal room. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a clue. Uh, uh, but I got a picture. You, right. Don't you uh, play okay, some okay. guitars on it, Daniel? Yeah, I do. And uh, I use an SG, a Gibson. Um, okay. That's, that's about it. And when I do it live, I, it's like... We travel a lot, so you have to like borrow guitars and stuff. You have to get up your gear and mm -hmm. when we play on festivals and stuff. So, so it's, uh, it depends. Okay. Live. But uh, on, the, on the recordings... I think Jonathan has to. You're you're into it. Yep. Yep. I I really like recording, and I also play like uh, I also play like uh, guitar and bass in other bands and stuff. So I like I really like gear. It was RNG LMAO says there are only a couple of videos that have surfaced of the band playing live. Would you possibly film a live show to post in the future? Yeah, of course. Um, when all this has passed. Right. Yeah. Do you have anything Ooh. planned? We had a lot, but uh, I think as, as, as uh, all other bands out there, we, we don't have a clue, actually. Uh, but we will do some kind of tour when the pandemic stuff is all blown away. Nice. Uh, no live like stream show, no. Not, nothing that we are aware of. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh... Have you guys ever been to the U.S.? I don't think so, right? As a band, no. Okay. No. Uh, it was RNG LMA. I was asking uh, if you guys were going to be coming to the U.S., but I, I guess there's no uh, plans or anything like that. But uh... yeah, but dreams. <laughs> dreams. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the best show you guys have played? What would you say the best one is? Oh, I guess... Actually, this was it was for our first show. Uh, it was intimate in this occupied building in Hamburg, uh, Ruta Flora. Rota, I don't sorry for the German accent, Ruta Flora, whatever. Uh, it was like 20, 30 persons in the audience, and, we, and it was unannounced. So it was our first ever, like uh, kind of a pre-show uh, before uh, doing. Oh shit, what's it called? We went to Berlin the same weekend. Ah, whatever. It was an unannounced. Uh, small intimate gig at the uh, Flora in Hamburg. Damn, that's being able to pull like 10 to 20 people for an unannounced show, that's actually pretty insane. I'm pretty yeah. sure most bands would get like zero people showing up, so. True. <laughs> that's pretty that awesome. What about, oh, I guess, Jonathan, you haven't been on any of them, but uh, uh, if yep. you have like experiences with other bands and stuff like that. Yeah, like this show, I don't know, like the first time, I guess like with the, I'm, We've done some shows with uh, Shirakuma, my other band, uh, and I don't know. There's been like a lot of good shows. Damn, you've been in also, Japan. There's been like a lot of empty shows where there's like four people in the crowd, but right. I guess every band, and it's like it's fine. Usually, it's pretty fun. Uh, but I think like playing Fluffus the first time was really, really like it felt cool and it felt really weird as well. It's like what is that? Uh, I don't know if you know about Fluffest, but it's like a, a big uh, festival in Czech Republic uh, where, I don't know, there's got to be like 2,000 people or something. Jesus Christ. There. Yeah, and it's like, there was this like big stage and with Shiro we hadn't done anything like it before. So it was like, just when you when we sound checked the stuff, it was like, we we got like super nervous and it was like, Holy shit! Are we gonna do this? <laughs> but it—I uh, think it went pretty well. Uh, it was really like cool. 
Uh, yeah, I'm sure it has to be a really weird experience being up in front of that many people. I, I, I'd yeah. still get nervous yes. being yeah. in front of like maybe 20 or 30, but freaking thousands, like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's really weird. <laughs> we played that plus first as well with Suffocate, and that was, was, that was like the first time I was really, really, really nervous. It, it, was, yeah. it was crowded. And it's a cool place. I like Fluff. Uh, yeah. In the middle of nowhere. Or is it? Uh, it's outside of like uh, Rokitsani, I think it's pronounced. Oh. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's like, I think it's like uh, one and a half hour away from Prague, which mm-hmm. is the capital. So, Dan, uh, you really were cool. saying that was one of the first times y'all were nervous playing. So, are you saying you, you never get nervous? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I get nervous all the time. Like, all the time. But that one was uh, like nerves capping out in a way I I hadn't like experienced before. Right. Um, like. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the best like the best part of touring and doing shows is like meeting all the all the people around the world. I think that's like the 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 part where I which I enjoy the most in a way. Right. I love, Being able to actually connect like, the fans. Yeah, exactly. And it's like to talk to people and like uh, yeah. I think that's the like best part. Obviously, I, I like doing shows. That's really it's really fun and like giving uh, or like uh, fulfilling, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like connecting with people, I guess. So, what that's was the- y'all's worst show experience? Is a good start with Dan. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Um, with suffocate or yeah, with suffocate. Or if you have something like crazy uh, from another band, that'd be cool too. But uh, mainly suffocate. Gosh, no, suffocate was. Oh, I, I, I don't know. Um, I guess Flufffest in both ways. It was it was was one of the coolest. But since being so fucking nervous, uh, I was like doing all the things five times in my mind before I did it. <laughs> okay. Okay. The keys there. The keys there. The keys there. So it was like kind of a draining experience. So I, I would say Flufffest, but still. It was the coolest gigs, so. Okay, okay. And it's like you, you know, play play in a festival. Yeah, you're uh, you don't have time to like sound check, and we have a lot of equipment. I mean, we have like three synthesizers, uh, some iPads to do the samples and stuff, and everything had to work. So we, I remember on <laughs> on the camping, we were like, uh, what is it called? Duct tape. Okay. We yeah. duct tape everything on a camping table. Just connected it before. Just yeah. throw it on the stage and, and hope it work. So <laughs> yeah, dude, it was uh, uh, it was intense. It was draining. Uh, dude, that's, so that's crazy. Why. You can't do sound check at the festival. So like you were just flying blind. You didn't even know if it was gonna work. No, it's like yeah, yeah. Like uh, okay, check your mic. Okay, it's working. Cool. Check that. Check that. Check that. Okay, fine. Hit it. Oh. <laughs> so I, I, I prefer venues in for in front of uh, festivals actually. Right. Did yeah, everything work? Did. No. <laughs> no. How, that depends how you see in it. Uh, did I work? No. Uh, but uh, the gear, I think it worked. Nice. Alrighty. <laughs> I've actually seen like a, a picture of that uh, duct tape table. <laughs> it looks like there is like a, a Facebook page uh, that's called like Production Nightmares. Uh, they like post pictures of like stuff that uh, some people shouldn't absolutely do, and like that picture uh, is definitely like a good contender to that. Yeah. Okay, cool. I was like, I would see it. Holy shit! Yeah, no. Like, I, I don't wanna. This shouldn't be gigged on. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. 
it didn't work though. So no, yeah, that's cool. What about you, Jonathan? You have any bad experiences at shows? Uh, not like not any like uh, nightmare stories in in that way. Uh, I guess there's been like times on tour when I've been like so like physically drained that I couldn't find the fun in the show. Mm. And that's kind of horrible to like play a show and not feeling good about it. Right. Uh, I don't know. It's like stuff breaking on stage, like guitar strings breaking and stuff like that. But that shit happens. I mean, yes. it doesn't make a bad show. Um, I don't know. Okay. I've, I've had bad stories, but I can't really remember them. No, it's like I have... I. I'm pretty sure I haven't had like a nightmare thing yet. Knock on wood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what about the weirdest weirdest shows you guys have played? Uh, for instance, I've had a band that's played in an ice cream parlor, one that's played at an elementary school for fifth graders. Uh, do you have anything, anything weird? Yeah, it's like weird shows. Uh, let's see. Not anything like it wasn't really weird, but in my hometown, we like one of the first shows that uh, my one of my band Shirokuma did. Uh, there was like some kind of element, not elementary school, uh, gymnasium. Oh, high school? Yeah, I guess high school. Uh, like people are basically between 16 and 18, I think. Okay. Uh, there was like a this high school group who set up like a, a show with some bands in like a, a local theater. Uh, so it was like a sitting crowd with just parents, I guess. <laughs> and Shirokoma was like, uh, it's like, yeah, some kind of punk screamo pop thing. I don't know. Uh, so that was kind of weird doing that with the parents. Like I, I think I like broke someone's pedals because I, because I knocked over some water bottle. Uh, so the whole stage got flooded, and we played first. Uh, and I <laughs> fucked up the electricity. <laughs> for, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was kind of weird, but it wasn't like it wasn't horrible. It's just like this is just a weird thing to do. Right. Uh, so that was kind of weird. Uh, I don't know. Anything more? What about you, Daniel? I, I've been, uh, you know. I kind of we had this uh, this gig with Joseph, uh, the post rock band. That uh, do we exist or not? Whatever. Uh, in uh, in uh, in the middle of nowhere in Sweden, uh, it was like like uh, on a field, uh, far 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 away from uh, everything. So it was like a diesel generated uh, a generator. Yeah, yeah. Diesel driven. And that fueled the whole festival. There's a lot of people there, and uh, we were—I think we played last. I don't remember. Uh, I hope we did, because uh, when we uh, like fixed our gear and, and just plugged it in, everything. Ooh. Oh shit! So yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know why. I guess it could be water, but I, I saw it as some omen. So it was like, like an anti-show. We didn't have, we had time to start. Uh, as long as we put in our, our guitars and our gears, everything went black. So I guess it was our fault. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so you just didn't play that night then, or did they get it fixed up? 
oh, we slept in a car uh, outside in the field, and it was so cold. But it was <laughs> it was fun in some ways. <laughs> uh, so we have a question that we ask everybody here: How do you dress your hot dogs? What do you put on your hot dog? Uh, sriracha mayo and uh, ketchup, roasted onions. Ooh, roasted onions! I like that. People always say the crispy onions, like the French's onions. Oh yeah, French onions. It, yeah, it's like brown. Yeah, yeah, the crispy ones. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Pe- people mention those a lot too. Yeah, yeah same here. Uh, it's sriracha mayo, uh, vegan. So I just vegan sausages uh, and uh, yeah. this vegan mayo from Hellman's. Hellman's. Uh, yeah, the Yankee brand. Yankee brand. The, it, it rocks it's so good and uh, so that's that is and, and dren, uh, drench it with uh, like uh, sriracha i love sriracha dude sriracha so is amazing oh my god i've like yeah. recently discovered it and holy shit i put it on everything now yeah. yeah yeah there's like a small cult revolving uh sriracha <laughs> yeah cool. yeah ke- ketchup beware <laughs> yep. coming for you ketchup yeah <laughs> So you guys are involved in some other projects. Uh, Jonathan, you want to tell us a little bit about your, your other bands? Uh, yeah, uh, Shirokuma's done, we've done like uh, two albums and like a split and an EP. Sounds like, uh, I don't know. It's like, I guess, Screamo. Yeah, more straightforward Screamo than uh, uh, what you do with Suffocate? Yeah, for sure. Uh, shorter, way shorter songs, and like uh, usually, kind of like uh, like pop influenced in a way. It's like a lot of emphasis on, on like a chorus and uh, like more like traditional songs, I guess, like the way you used to do pop songs in the BPM, yeah. I guess. Huh? The speed, the tempo, the BPM. Yeah, yeah. much higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like. Yeah, more like, yeah, normal music <laughs> with screaming <laughs> and really loud. Uh, and yeah, I have a, like a new band as well called Rats, which are like uh, R-A-T-S with dots uh, between them. It's like hardcore punk. I play bass in that band and do some backup vocals. Yeah, it sounded uh, pretty so sick, fun. man. I checked out both of your stuff. It sounded really good. Oh, oh thank you. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, what so, about yeah. you, Daniel? Yeah, well, I had a different kind of projects uh, during the years, um, but now, I mean, yeah, what do I have? Suffocate, uh, of course, but uh, me and Yui, another guy in uh, Suffocate, has this, like, popish, uh, very, very poppy, uh, to me, it's like electronic uh, kind of uh, project, and uh, then Joseph as well. Uh, but we had our peak, like, 2009 we haven't like catched up during the corona and stuff so oh wow it's that long still... ago okay i just found yeah. you guys on, on Bandcamp actually and uh, it it is pretty poppy you're not lying it's pretty poppy but i didn't realize it was that old like it, it's really good stuff y'all should uh, continue thank it. you you also got That's i it. i so web i couldn't find music music on it where, where can we find that stuff ah uh, check it out it's, it's i-o-s-e-b uh, it should be on uh Spotify is the easiest. Okay. I guess where music can be streamed. But uh, it was a long time ago we did something. But somewhere, someday may, we might uh, uh, do something together again. You should. But it's okay. Yeah. Uh, 
So what was the last album or song you listened to? Oh, last album. Damn, tricky. Trick question. Should I really? My, yeah, mine is. Uh, I think I have to. I I think I have to to read read it out. It is called Pepper's Orchard. The but, song is. No, the I think the artist is called that. Okay. Okay. So yeah, the album is called called Pepper's Orchard. Uh, and uh, I'm gonna show off the album artwork. It's Danish prog. I don't see. Uh, oh, can you see it? There we there. go. What the it's, heck is that um, <laughs> Yeah. Sick album. <laughs> Was it a? Uh, get some Easter kind of uh, impression of it. Yeah, it's like uh, there is. Uh, I don't know. There's like uh, there's like flute, banjo, electric guitar, uh, acoustic guitars. There's like uh, there's like this mix of rock and pop and folk music and like I don't know. It's even, yeah, it feels kind of weird. But it's pretty Sounds good. weird. <laughs> I've been on, like, on, a, on a long uh, prog streak now. So. <laughs> prog yeah. is good. I like it. It's cool. It's, uh, yeah, it opens up perceptions. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, well, I was trying, uh, as I look, uh, it's Saul Williams' List of Demands uh, from his first album. I love that guy. Uh, Who is the last it? song? Uh, Saul Williams. Sir Williams? Saul, Saul is, is a, oh Saul like Williams, a, okay, yeah, Saul, Saul, yeah, okay. Um, I like him. I love. Him. I haven't heard of him. I'll have to check him out. Yeah. What about y'all's album of the years, either for last year or up to this point this year? Yeah, I think like the album that I have listened like the most to. And which I think is really good is uh, the Avalanches. We will always love you. There's like uh, it's like a DJ duo. I think they they're playing their instruments now. I'm not sure, but it's really poppy. I think it's on the radio, uh, like everywhere. But uh, I think that album is really cool. It is. I remember like back in the. Uh, like 2004, five, six. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the clubs were like yeah. totally loving them. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah, I like it. Uh, also, like uh, the new Dinosaur Junior record, I think it's pretty good. Uh, like indie rock, straightforward. Yeah, I've never heard them either. <laughs> I need to get. Oh shit! You have to, you have to look that up. Right. They're... I've heard a lot of people like talk about them, but uh, I never, never checked. Yeah. Them out. They're cool. Yeah, they're cool. Lot of uh, distortion, loud, loud volumes. What about you, Daniel? Well, uh, uh, just to stick to the concept. I don't know. I I listen a lot to. Uh, it's hard to say like the album of the year. Right. I mean, it has gone like six months. So, um, but Lonely Dare's new album, uh, I so love it. It's so intimate and so intense, and it's just him and a piano. Uh, mostly, so Alanton and Annabelle with uh, with Lonely Deer. I love it. It's so cool. cool. You said Lonely 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 what? Lonely Lonely Deer. Uh, he's on Sub Sub Pop, I guess. He's uh, a Swedish uh, artist. Okay. Very. It's not that heavy. <laughs> if you 
Um, but check it out. Uh, I, I totally love it. It's um, very intimate. Okay. Uh, so you guys got vinyl, CDs, shirts, all kinds of stuff available. We got it up here on the uh, screen now. Um, so yeah, it looks like things have been selling pretty good. You're sold out of one kind of vinyl, one variant. And uh, yeah, I, I really like this shirt that says your name on it. Just suffocate for fuck's sakes. But it's like... Uh, I don't know what the term for that is where it's like broken up or like all together, but yeah, like it's broken up. Yeah, it's broken up the wrong way, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, got all kinds of merch and stuff. Um, so yeah, that's about all I had to talk about. Unless you guys had something else you wanted to bring up. Oh, and that that uh, merch is at uh, momentofcollapse.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But also, uh, thank you for having us. Uh, and sorry for my bad English. No, what great. he said what he said you guys are it was, awesome uh, it was a really like long time uh, since i since i spoke in english and i yeah. feel like, re- like a lot of not a lot of rust in my throat but i feel rusty uh doing it <laughs> well you yeah, guys like, sounded what's, amazing what's that word? <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah so yeah thank you thank you so much for having us yeah really yeah, cool. absolutely i'm really uh, just gonna do a little outro here uh if you're uh, looking for one of the most intense experiences you'll have listening to music this year, you got to set aside a little over an hour and listen to Fira, the new album from Suffocate for Fuck's Sake, which dropped back in January through Moment of Collapse Records. Uh, you guys are on Facebook, Instagram, uh, and Bandcamp. You're also on all the streaming platforms. Are there any uh, social plugs that we're missing? No. No, I don't think so. Got everything? All righty. As for me, drop my channel, follow so you always know when I go live. You can also sub to get access to the interviews before they hit YouTube and streaming services, as well as access to some exclusive emotes. Uh, you can also sub for free by t- attaching your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account and get one free sub a month, and you can uh, give it to me. It's like taking five bucks from Jeff Bezos' pocket, putting it in mine. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. YouTube folks, if you like the video, please drop a like, click the notification bell, and don't forget to subscribe. It's a great way to support me for free. Check out my music with Sound That Ins Creation at the Sound That Ins Creation at Bandcamp.com. My next guest is LA-based instrumental mathcore band Wax People. Join us this Wednesday, June 2nd at 7 p.m. Central right here at twitch.tv slash Uh Thanks for being here, guys. Hope you had a good time. Thank, thank you. you. Hell yeah. And thank you guys for watching and listening.